2: Hi, everybody. Welcome to a better level <laughs> Ah, shit. I'm not actually inside a women's prison at the moment. The horniness just went up to like 11. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm going to say a big fucking to Nick. <laughs> your
1: must go to Cinco de Mayo.
2: Why won't you kiss me? Better late than never. Good afternoon. All right, we're going to turn down the intro. We got a lot to get to. I want to wrap up this podcast. I want to go enjoy myself. Maybe make a pasta. I don't know what I'm thinking about that, but do you have anything that you just make when you're lazy? I make a lot of pasta when I'm lazy. A lot of stir fries. You know, just shit that you can just kind of chop it up, chuck it in there. When I was growing up, my grandma used to always make soup. And the way she used to make soup was she would open up her fridge, be like, I got a bunch of shit, chuck it in the pot, make it work. I don't know why I'm thinking about that right now. That had nothing to do with anything that I want to talk about today. I am kind of off track already. I'm hungry. It's 10 to 4. Weather's on a three game win streak. I'm in a good mood. And that just kind of makes me mind wander, you know? Kind of makes me mind wander. I want to start off the podcast as I always do with a shout out to the audio department. They're making this podcast sound better by the day. Go check out the audio department.ca. One thing I most recently learned about the audio department. they have a wide selection of vintage gear in the studio. Want to go put a beat down? Want to shred? Want to practice? You want to workshop? Why not do it with some cool equipment? Go check out the audio department.ca, book some studio time. Uh, where do I start? Where do I start? Last week left you talking, thinking about Frank had dental surgery. My dude. He had a broken tooth, had to come out. You know? Had to come out. That was always the plan. Take him in on Friday. They call, they go, hey, just so you know, like once he's out, we're going to really dig around in there. We're going to see what's going on. And if you have a short-faced dog or if you've ever had a short-faced dog, they still have the same number of teeth, but they're all jammed into a much smaller spot. So when they're out, they go, just so you know, if we find some teeth in there, we're going to give you a call if they need to come out. So ultimately, Frank had four teeth pulled. He had the broken one. He had two way, way in the back on the bottom. They were like way, way in the back that You know, the vet said, listen, these don't do anything in his mouth, but they were pushing hard on some more important teeth in front of them. So those came out. And then in the very, very front, his little teeth he had to get one in the bottom on the front pulled because it was pushing on his canine tooth. That one's more important than the guy that was coming out. So now his mouth is a little less crowded, but the dude is not allowed to play with any of his toys, especially because he can't chew, man. He's got fucking open wounds in his mouth. So uh, he's had no toys for the last little bit, and he is upset about it. The fun part about this is, though, for the three days following his surgery, Frank was very, very high. He was just on pain meds, and they go, just so you know, uh, these pain meds can make him a little bit loopy. It depends how he reacts to them; They're kind of strong. Wean him off over the next couple of days, and that's what I did. But uh, I would say if his surgery was on Friday, Saturday, he was fucking out of here. He was on a rocket ship to Mars, man. He was living his best life. I the hardest part I had to do was not laugh at him, and secondly, prevent him from rubbing his face on the ground, which is just something he likes to do. He'll like he put his head down and then he'll bulldozer himself forward to get a good itch. Can't do that when you got open wounds in your mouth, man. Cannot do that. So anyway, Frank is on the mend. Frank's picks yesterday. He was there. He did it successfully. Another win for Frank. His record is improving, as is the Oilers. But we'll get to that. So. If you're wondering about Frank, there's your update. He is on soft foods for the time being. And uh, I don't know that he likes him. This guy's a very spoiled dog. I spoiled his dog. If you've seen any of his outfits, you already know. Anyway, moving on, I want to talk about the nation vacation real quick. Uh, Coming up, it's already November 29th, so before you know it, it's gonna be the February long weekend. We're going down to Arizona to watch the boys play in a teeny tiny little barn. Nationgear.ca. Go get yourself a trip and join us. We have got a crew of, I think probably eight or nine nation staff that'll be there. We're gonna have a we're gonna make this one into a party. We're gonna make a lot of content. We'd love you to join in on the content. We'd love you to join us. Nationgear.ca, get all the details you need for that trip and more. And lastly, just since I'm talking about nationgear.ca, thank you to everybody that came out and supported us for the Blackout collection this year. I thought the designs were sick. I thought they were arguably some of the best designs we've ever made for black uh, the Blackout collection for Black Friday. I want to give a shout out to our new designer, Eric. You have probably haven't heard that name. Eric, behind the scenes, he's doing a lot of the designs for Nation Gear right now, including what he made as like a job interview for us. I find this fascinating. So if you go into the Oilers Nation line at nationgear.ca there is a oil derrick t-shirt it's a retro oil derrick t-shirt not d-e-r-e-k no 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 d-e-r-r-i-c-k and that one actually there's a long sleeve there's a crew neck there's a few different versions of it so that one specifically eric made almost as like uh or designed i should say almost as a as a job interview with us fucking cool man Guy loves the nation, loves hockey. Go check it out. Eric is on the job along with Kennedy. Kennedy's not gone anywhere. Don't think about that. And they are making some good shit for us. Nationgear.ca. Lots to get to today, so let's get to the news. The news is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. There's only one thing better than sharing memories, and that's making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross Travel Insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel. That is ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel for more information. They are our official travel insurance provider for All Nation Vacations. See how that tied in? You see how I did that? It just all tied in from the intro right into the news. Alberta Blue Cross is making it happen. I'm very, very proud to have them on the podcast. I, myself, am an Alberta Blue Cross member. Got to get my eyes checked here soon. I'm overdue. Do I need new glasses? Has my prescription changed? I don't know. Thankfully, uh, Alberta Blue Cross has given me the coverage to be able to go do that. Thinking about getting my eyes done this year. Or I guess next year. Thinking about getting uh, laser surgery. If you've ever had laser eye surgery, hit me up. Drop me a voicemail. Just hit me up on socials. Send me a DM. I'm curious. Do your eyes get dry? I think I'm over wearing glasses. If you think about my eyes, they're not that shitty. But they're kind of shitty. Meaning, like, I need my glasses to drive, but I can navigate my life without them on. You want me driving, though? Glasses on. You want me staring at a laptop? You want me reading a book? Glasses on. Watching TV? Sometimes they're on, sometimes they're off. That's just how my eyes are. Astigmatism, friends. Astigmatism. But that's not what we're here to talk about. Although I would like your feedback if you have gotten laser eye surgery. I'm curious how it goes. Um, we're here to talk about the Edmonton Oilers being on a three-game win streak. <laughs> It's been a minute. Well, it hasn't. In fact, they were on a wins three game win streak, including a win by Woody in St. Not St. Louis in Seattle. Then the others dropped their games against Tampa Bay, winnable, Florida, winnable, Carolina, arguably the worst game I've ever seen. And then they picked it up with three straight wins over the Capitals, the Ducks and the Golden Knights. So they're not getting any credit for these wins either. That's what I find is interesting. So the Capitals, they're, just, was like they're fake news, even though they're going into that game at 8-1-1 and in their last 10 prior to Friday's matinee game. The Oilers stomped them. Five rip. Sunday, Ducks in town, 8-2 win. You 8-2 see it.
1: Oh, please don't start with the pods. I fucking hate pods. Sorry,
2: Satan. And then last night with the Golden Knights in town, the Oilers won at 5-4 in the shootout. Arguably made it a little bit more difficult than it should have been. Arguably, the boys were up 4-2 in the third period, gave up two goals on three shots to kick off. I think the Golden Knights ended up with five shots overall in the third period last night. But the others made it difficult, a little bit harder than it should have been. The nice part about that, though, is if you fast-forward three weeks, or rewind three weeks, I should say, if you rewound three weeks and the others were in that exact same position where they were up 4-2, tied it 4-4, going into overtime, there's no way they close out a win. There's just no way. And I think that finding ways to win, even when things aren't going your way necessarily, or you're fucking things up as they did slightly, I'm looking at you, Stu, in the third period, I think that is a good sign. Finding ways to win games that things aren't necessarily going right. On Sunday, they stomped the Ducks. 8-2, no doubt about it. Lucas Dostal was just, he gave up six and like 20 shots or something. It was fucking awesome. But they're not all like that. So I like the fact that the others finding ways to win games in different fashions. Five rip in, in Washington could have been five. One got a little bit of luck. Ovi scored off the draw, but they ended up redoing the draw. What's going on with that, by the way, why are we having so many redos on face-offs? The linesman starting to get in on the action now. Anyway, last night, the refing. by the way, for the record. Yes, it was five, four win for the others in the shootout. Shouldn't even have gone to overtime. The tying goal actually came on an immediate trip slash interference on Connor McDavid that happened right in front of the referee. We all know they have a
1: quote on what they can call against the Golden Knights. You were complaining about it in the playoffs for weeks. The Golden Knights just kind of get whatever they want. The refs are always on their side and you others end up getting fucked. Personally, as an enjoyer of your pain and suffering, I love to see you stomping around the house having a bad time. But last night, I kind of agree with you. The refs fucked that one up a little bit. See,
2: even Satan's on my, on my side. Do your job. That game doesn't even go to overtime. It's a regulation win for the others. Whatever. We move on. Tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? Yeah. Tomorrow, the 30th of November, they play the Winnipeg Jets. And then that is it for six days. I think. Yeah, that is it until the 6th when the Carolina Hurricanes are in town. Is this in town? yeah yeah okay when the carolina hurricanes are in town on the 6th of december so why the gap why no games on the first second third fourth fifth well jason gregor our own jason gregor broke the news today that Connor mcdavid is being inducted into canada's walk of fame <laughs> The Oilers actually asked the schedule makers if they could just have a day or two, like a little break in there so that Connor could go accept the award. He could be a part of the ceremony that happens in Toronto on the weekend. And they go, yes, yes, you can. And then here's some bonus days, I guess. So I guess the Oilers get a second bye week almost. They do have a bye week later in the season, I believe, but they get a free one, I guess. that'd be good to see for some guys who, uh, one, there's a lot of practice time in there for Nobby. Two, if there's some guys with bumps, of bumps, bumps, bumps and bruises. They can get a little bit of healing time in there. But I want to stick with Connor McDavid. First of all, congratulations, Connor. Canada's Walk of Fame. Where are you going to put that thing? Put it outside my house. I'll take care of it. I would love to take care of Connor McDavid's star or whatever it is. I'd love to to take care of it. I'd like to be the custodian of that. Somebody tasked me with that. I'll do it for free. As long as it's outside my, my house, it'll be always shoveled in the winter properly shined in the summer and it will be viewable at all times for anybody who wants to come not in front of my house, but just like maybe down the road somewhere. You know what I mean? Sticking with Connor McDavid for a second, obviously he's going to be added to Canada's walk of fame. That is very, very impressive. That is very impressive indeed. But another thing that everybody's talking about is last night, a three point period. Connor McDavid is the first player to record a three-point period in three consecutive games since Mario Lemieux did it October 26th to November 1st, 1995. I don't know if you could do the math on this with me, but that's a long time ago. That's a long time ago. It's like 30 years almost. Let me see. Do the math on it. Carry the one.
1: Are you really doing the math on your hands, you fucking idiot?
2: How dare you, Satan? Um, but yeah, almost 30 years since anybody has done what Conor McDavid did. 12 points in his last three games. It's hilarious. It shot him up from essentially, in the last four games, Connor McDavid has 15 points. He had 12 points in his last three games. If we extended four games, that's 15 points. He was tied for 137th in the league scoring. After last night's three-point performance, it moved him up to ninth. Have you ever seen Terminator 2? Do you remember that movie? Are you you youngsters that listen to this podcast? I'm looking at you, Ari and Nick, Ben. Ben emailed uh, DM me by the way. He said, "Sorry, I've been I haven't been around. I've been busy with school." I'm like, you know what, man? Being busy with school is way more important than this is garbage. I'll tell you that much. But have you guys seen Terminator Two? Because there's a scene when uh, how would I explain this if you haven't seen it? When the uh, antagonist antagonist Terminator is running after the car. So if you can picture him running after a car and slowly catching up, he's very, very quick. That is Connor McDavid flying up the NHL leaderboard in terms of points production. I would not be at all surprised if he is in first place by the end of December. That's in fact, that's my bet. That is my not bet way bet. Not bet way bet. That Connor McDavid is in first place by the end of December. I don't know how many games that is. Your schedule is very strange this year, but that's my guess. That is my guess. Another guy who is... um, Another guy who came in and scored last night is uh, Sam Gagne. So, Sammy only has played nine games with the Oilers so far. Only nine games so far. And the reason I mention that is because he's got three goals and an assist. If you look at the Oilers' bottom six production, Sam Gagne all of a sudden is right there at the top of it. I don't know who or anyone that would have expected Sam Gagne to be one of the leading scorers in the bottom six. Ryan McLeod, still without a goal. My guy has gotten chances and chances and chances. He just cannot get anything to go. Ryan McLeod, still without a goal. Derek Ryan's got two. James Hamlin's got two. Shout out to James Hamlin, by the way. This kid only scores beauty. Edmonton born or Edmonton product, playing for the Oilers. That's a cool fucking story. Adam Ernie's got zero goals, goals though. Last night was arguably his best game as an other. Connor Brown's still looking for his first goal. Raph Lavoie, who is no longer with us, only only played six games with the Oilers before being sent back to Bakersfield. Also has no goals. So to see Sam Gagne with three, which is tied with Warren Fogle, who's played twenty one games compared to Sam's nine. The value that we are getting right now from Sammy Gagne is ridiculous. And I know he's not a everyday player at this point. If you have him as your extra forward and he comes in from time to time, that's fine with me. I'm cool with that. He's got the double hip surgery. He's in his mid thirties. Now I understand the logic, but when he's in there and he's playing next to no minutes and he's scoring big goals, just as he did last night against the Vegas golden Knights, it's kind of hard to keep him out of the lineup. Isn't it just me? Can't just be me. Can't be. I refuse to believe it. When I look at the box score from last night's game, Sam Garnier only played seven twenty-three, seven minutes and 23 seconds. He had two shots on goal, a hit, and obviously the goal. Big night for Sam Garnier. Whereas, like I mentioned, and I'm not picking on Ryan McLeod, I see some people out there right now that are trying to trade Ryan McLeod because he doesn't have a goal yet. Listen, man. 37 games without a goal, I believe, If going back into last season. It's not going great for Ryan McLeod on the offensive side of his game, but the wild thing about it is he is absolutely, to quote Low Tide, pushing the river when it comes to his possession metrics. If you are into the fancies, do you want me to dive into the spreadsheets for a second?
1: Oh, God, you're not going to pretend to be a math guy now, are you?
2: Get out of here, Satan. I'm talking. Ryan McLeod, his Corsi 4 is 61.76%. So if you don't know what that means, real quick, Corsi four means you just think about shot attempts on goal, you know, block shots, shots that actually hit shots that miss the net, those attempts, he is getting 61.76% of them when he's on the ice, meaning that the other way is only 39%. So logically you want your players to be shooting more than the other players, Right. If you look at his XGF percentage, which is expected goals for a percentage, Ryan McLeod is at fifty six eighty one, which essentially means that he should be scoring more than half. His line, I, I guess, should be scoring more than half the time when there are goals scored when he's on the ice. He's getting chances. He's getting looks. And damn it if that line isn't playing some good hockey. But I don't know what kind of exorcism we need to do. I don't know what kind of uh, 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 of, of deal we need to make. Some kind of pact.
1: Are you saying you need to make a pact? Listen, if you want, if you want Ryan McLeod to score a couple of goals, Satan has a couple of ideas on how you can get there.
2: <laughs> what do you have in mind?
1: Well, let me see. You already sold your soul. You sold your soul for a 100-point season for Ryan Nugent Hopkins, so I've already got that in my pocket. I would like the dog's
2: soul. You want Frank's soul? I would like Frank's soul. Why is that? He's super handsome. I can't disagree with that. He is handsome. And that's why I want it. I don't know if I want to do that. I think think you should consider it. We'll see. I think Ryan McCloud is going to score on his own, Satan, frankly. He's getting the chances. He's getting the chances. Do not give up on Ryan McCloud yet. If you're listening to this, that's my ask of you this week. Don't give up on Ryan McCloud. Not yet. Not yet. I know sometimes he just looks like a fast guy out there. Damn it, he's fast. But I think that the goals are going to come here eventually. The point is, he has to actually make that happen, right? The good news is that other guys are starting to score, and it's helping the Oilers. Like I said, Connor McDavid, 12 points in his last three games, 15 points in his last four. Fucking guys on fire. Leon Dreisaitl, he's got some goals. Ryan Eugene Hopkins got some goals. Zach Hyman missed last night's game with an illness. He is leading the team in goal scoring. Vander Kane bumped up in his spot. Kane comes up with a huge power play goal. There's some guys that are bumping. There's some guys that are grooving. And there's some guys that are scoring right now. And we just need Ryan McLeod and Warren Fogle and Connor Brown to get on board. And I, I, like, Is it luck? Is it luck that they need? Do they need somebody to bank one in off their ass or something just to get some mojo going? I don't know what it is, but we need those guys to get going. Connor Brown did get his first point as an Edmonton Oiler last, year, uh, last week, I should say. And in my three key things article at OilersNation.com, I just mentioned it. I was like, hey, Connor Brown, I hope this opens the floodgates for, for you, pal. I bet it feels good to finally get an assist on the board, given that you're probably gripping the stick a little bit. And man, did I get roasted. <laughs> I got I got roasted so bad. Because essentially, people just are had enough of it. You're paying four million dollars for a player who's got one assist, and it's it's a tough sell. And I get it, but don't blame me, man. I'm just trying to look at the positive. I'm looking for silver linings, baby. Connor Brown gets his first point, and uh, I'm hoping there are more to come. Hoping being the key word there. It's not going great. I'm not gonna lie about it, but. I'm always hopeful. Hope will never die. That's been our motto around Ohio's Nation.com for years now. And uh, we'll see. One thing I will say though, last night he played 1631. This is Connor Brown. That is only one shot on net 22 shifts. You got to figure out a way to get more pucks on net. Just throw things at the net, man. Think of Sam Garnier's goal. The one that went in for Sammy. He just threw a puck on net from a weird angle near the side of the boards, snuck its way through. Sometimes you just got to put pucks on net. Sometimes, sometimes, back it up to the last time that Connor Brown actually was able to play a little bit was in 2021-22 with the Ottawa Senators. He had 10 goals and 29 assists for 39 points in 64 games. The guy has some touch, but none of it has arrived in Edmonton to this point, and I'll still be cheering for him. Do you want to make a deal? No, Satan. Get out of here. I'm not making a deal for Connor Brown. Listen, the guy's got paid $4 bucks to do nothing.
1: When you, I thought you just said you were sticking up for him. You're trying to defend the guy. Now you're saying he's doing nothing.
2: Do you want to make a deal or not? No, I believe Ryan McLeod, Warren Fogle, Connor Brown. They're all going to score soon. Maybe would I bet on it, eh, probably not, but maybe speaking of goals, I want to give a quick shout out to Matt. Petrov for his first pro goal and the teddy bear toss that followed with the Condors when he scored that goal for the Condors. If uh, you've seen a teddy bear toss before. They wait for a home side goal. Somebody scores it. People chuck all these bears on the ice for charity. It's awesome. And for Maffei Petrov to get his first with his parents in the building and then the teddy bear toss, love that. I love it. I absolutely love it. It is just fantastic. Fantastic stuff. It's good sports, baby. It's just like, you know, I like those moments. Like when James Hamlin scores his first NHL goal, points skyward, dedicates it to his mom, love that shit. Matt Vey Petrov getting his first, parents in the building, teddy bear toss. Love that shit. That's good sports. That is good, good sports. You know? Uh, changing gears away from the Oilers and the organization, which includes the condors. Former coach Dallas Aikens is now the head coach GM for the Adler um, for Adler Mannheim in Germany. What a pivot. 2014 seems like forever ago, doesn't it? Do you remember? When he landed at the airport, hugging his kids, took the donuts away from the media, he said he was going to change things. He said he was going to change the fitness. He said he was going to do it all. He said he was going to do the Swarm. You remember the Swarm? Well, his career has taken a pivot, obviously, as he is now the head coach GM for Adler Mannheim in Germany, which is not where he wanted to be. Got fired, or not renewed, I guess, after head coaching the Ducks last year. Things just haven't gone well for old Dallas since he left the Toronto Marlies. I feel bad for the guy, though. I don't know what that is. If your organization, however, does want a first overall pick, may I recommend Dallas Akins or Taylor Hall? Taylor Hall is also collecting first overall picks, you know? Uh, Speaking of the Blackhawks, Taylor Hall's out for the entire season, by the way, which is weird. Just a fucking wild career that guy's had since leaving Edmonton. Just bananas. He went from being an MVP in New Jersey to getting traded to Arizona and then signing in Buffalo. And then he was in Boston and then Boston traded him to the Chicago Blackhawks. Now he's out for the year. Wild times, if you're Taylor Hall. Uh, But I'm going to stick with the Blackhawks here for a little bit as the story of the week was obviously the Corey Perry thing out in Chicago. Are we
1: going to talk about the rumors? I loved the memes. The memes were so funny. Can we
2: talk about the memes? Listen, the memes were funny. But they were also grossly inaccurate. You know? There's a, a whole family of people that got dragged through the mud for literally no reason. Right over at dailyfaceoff.com. Frank Saravalli kind of gave us some details about what happened behind the scenes. And I quote the Blackhawks claimed in a statement on Tuesday that Perry was in violation of his standard playing contract and and the Blackhawks internal policies intended to promote professional and safe work environment. The big question lingering is whether Perry's alleged misconduct has risen to the level of material breach of his contract for the, For the test of time, NHL player contracts have been ironclad agreements that guarantee employment with only vaguely worded and limited exceptions that grant teams the right to terminate. Given the lack of detail provided by the Blackhawks, it is impossible to know whether Perry's conduct met that mostly unprecedented level of material breach. Uh, Ceravale continues teams have previously sent players home and continued to pay them until the expiration of their contracts but there does not appear to be one example in recent HL history of an active players contract being terminated for conduct that may be inappropriate but not illegal the Los Angeles Kings attempted to terminate Mike Richards contract back in 2015 four months after he was charged with attempting to cross a border in possession of a controlled substance but even then the Kings were forced to pay cap or recapture penalties and termination fees to Richard totaling 10 million over 17 years through 2032. Cerevalli continues. According to sources, an alcohol fueled incident involving Perry was alleged to have occurred during an event that included corporate partners and team employees in attendance. It remains unclear what allegedly took place, who witnessed it and who reported it to the team. Blackhawks GM Kyle Davidson said that the front office learned of the allegation while in Columbus last week and immediately pulled Perry from the lineup prior to a Thanksgiving Eve game against the Blue Jackets. Davidson declined to provide any detail about allegations or a subsequent investigation before resulting in the termination that was scheduled to be completed on Wednesday, which was today. As this is an individual personal matter, I will not be able to disclose any details during the initial reporting investigation or the findings that Davidson said in prepared remarks on Tuesday before taking questions. All I know for sure is that the Corey Perry situation is grim. It doesn't sound good at all. This is an unprecedented event. The Blackhawks aren't really giving too, too many details, but they did say, and I'm paraphrasing for Kyle Davidson here, that the rumors involving family members of teammates are baseless and disgusting. Those are the ones you know. Those are the memes you probably laughed at. But ultimately, it was all for naught. It was all fiction. And the person who started the rumor, if you really back it up, deleted all social media. So something to think about. A little joke gone way too far. I legitimately feel bad for the Bedards. They just got shit on for days on social media, and it was completely unfounded, and uh, I just feel for them.
1: You're not going to pretend you didn't laugh at the memes, though, right? Like, I laughed at the memes. How could you not? Some of them were fucking fantastic.
2: Yes, I will admit, I laughed at the memes. But now that I know, a little bit different... Not quite as funny. Lastly, before we wrap up the news for our friends at Alberta Blue Cross, again, visit abwcross.ca forward slash travel. Patrick Kane finally landed with the Detroit Red Wings for a one-year contract at $2.75 million. Daniel Sprong gave up number 88 for the future Hall of Famer to come in. We'll be. We'll see what Patrick Kane does with the Red Wings. You know, they're currently in a playoff spot as I'm recording this on November 29th. Hasn't played all season. The double hip surgery, lots going on. Things didn't go well for him in New York last year either, mind you. So we'll see what happens now that he has officially joined the Detroit Red Wings. Patrick Kane watch showtime at Little Caesars Arena. It's on. The news is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Visit ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel for more information. There's only one thing better than sharing memories, and that's making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross Travel Insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel takes you. Including Arizona in February. NationGear.ca, join us. Ladies and gentlemen,
3: let's get ready to snuggle! Better than never
2: don't remember that bumper at all time to talk about a little betting for our friends at betway provided that you are 19 plus and could do so responsibly let's talk about how your boy has done over the last two games because 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 i have been red hot i have been red red hot two days ago or i guess what was that two games ago i'll say that against the anaheim ducks The kid went a little heavy, and the kid came through with all of his bets. I went five for five on the night. Leon Dreisaitl, anytime goal scorer, plus 100, plus money for Leon Drysaddle goals. Crazy, we're still there. You cash that one in. Over one and a half total power play goals at minus 125. The end of the game, Matthias Ekholm scores a power play goal to give me that bet as well. Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle both to score at plus 275. That one looks real nice. Again, you get that one to cash. The dynamic duo comes through. Edmonton Oilers money line and over 6.5 total goals at plus 120. Again, you hit it. Again, you fucking hit it. And then the Edmonton Oilers to win every period, meaning that they had to outscore the Ducks in every single period, plus 625. Oh, that one's juicy. And Bag Milk got it again. Now, at Nation HQ, if you didn't know, when we hit bets like this, the tradition is you got to bring in donuts for the squad. I was happy to bring in donuts after a night like that. And then after last night's game, it looks like I'm going back to the well. What happened there? I'm getting too excited on the soundboard. Did you hear that little... Hang on. All right. I think we're good. Evan Bouchard over 2.5 shots on goal at plus 110. You know you hit it. He had three shots on goal in a single power play. Oilers to win at over 5.5 total goals at plus 162. $5 turns into 1312. You know I hit it. Connor McDavid anytime goal scorer at plus 120. The kid is on fire and he's still got plus odds for goals. You know I hit that. You know I hit that. What I did miss, though, as I will tell you about my losses, over 61.5 total shots on goal at minus 116. They had 61 total shots between the Golden Knights and the Oilers last night. I needed one more shot to hit that one. The second thing I missed last night was Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle both to score. I hit it against Anaheim. I was hoping for a repeat last night against Vegas. Didn't hit. Leon didn't score. That would have been nice, but the team still gets some delicious Donuts. From old Uncle Bag Milk when I roll into the office tomorrow. That's the way we do it, and that's the way we celebrate wins, and that's why I love Betway because I am 19 plus and I could do so responsibly. If you're putting a couple of shekels down, you may as well do it at Betway.
0: Good afternoon. You're listening
2: to Better Late Than Never. And Donkey Volley is a fucking dickhead. You wanna see a man, boy!
0: I'll show you a man. Kick
2: me in the jimmy. Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. It is time for the Righteous sack beating. Of course, Trilogy Oilfield Rentals are an established provider of tools and expertise across multiple oil field disciplines specializing in rentals, pipe recovery, abandonments, and completions. Currently, they maintain full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. This is the time when I get to push this button, and I tell you what kind of tools they've got. Rental
1: tools? Well, not Satan. Satan? You want to do it, Satan? All right, Satan's in. Rental tools, fishing tools, drilling tools, coal tools, mills of bits, completion tools, any job. Any tool for any job. TrojanRentals.ca
2: I don't actually have a righteous act meeting this week. Life's going pretty well. The Oilers are winning. My bankroll is flush. My dog has is recovering from dental surgery. Overall, I'm pretty happy. My Christmas tree's up. Looks great, feels festive, Shea Castle bag milk. Thankfully, Owen is chiming in. He's stepping in for me with a righteous sack beating. Owen, what do you got bothering you this week, my friend?
4: All right, bag milk. I got a RSB here. Um, I have a problem. My problem is with Mother Nature and why the hell there is absolutely no snow and it's almost December.
2: Wait a minute. Why is that a problem? You big skier? Big ice fisherman? We talked about this on real life the other day. If you are a big skier or an ice fisherman, this is not for you or an ODR guy. This is not for you. But for me, I get to take my dude on walks where it's not freezing and snowing. I love it. I will take this all the way through until next spring, please.
4: Like I live at the ODR. Like I Ah. get home
2: from work or school and I go
4: to the ODR. Well, I can't go to the ODR. I can't go skiing. Well, I could go skiing, but only half the hills are open. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. I live in Canada. I expect to have a white November and December. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> you want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me
1: in the jimmy. Maybe if he asks Mother Nature very nicely
2: that she'll send you some snow. Out here in Vancouver, it's just a little rainy and drizzly, but I always have a good time because I love this weather in Vancouver. Thanks, Quads. Haven't heard from you in a while, buddy. Everything going okay? Everything's going great. The Canucks are the best team in the NHL. If you listen to me, I'll tell you that they aren't my favorite team and that I'm not a Canucks fan. I'm a balanced journalist. But, you know, in reality, I'm having a great time because nobody expected them to be good. I love it. There goes quads. (laughs) Was that a righteous to sack beating? I don't know. I have no idea. But shout out to Owen. I don't care that you're upset there's no snow. I'm very happy there's no snow. We don't get these El Nino winners very often. How often? It's supposed to be like they're cyclical, I believe. What is that cycle? I have no idea. But I am not subscribing to this snow is no snow is bad. I just can't. I can't.
0: You ever get so damn frustrated you don't even know what to say? Well, of course you do because you're a fan of the Edmonton Oilers. And you're listening to better late than never
1: Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless
2: pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and
1: returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
2: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. Mike with a bumper. Smooth as silk, that voice. He sent me a DM on Instagram and he goes, Hey man, thanks for uh, the compliments on my voice. I was like, why are you not doing VOs for literally everybody? Put it together, a mixtape. Go to the audio department. Let's do some joint work here. Let's get Mike in front of a mic. recording Recording some commercials of some kind. By the way... The voicemail is currently unsponsored. If you want to sponsor it, know somebody who does, I will cut you a deal. BagMilk at The voicemail, without question, is the most popular segment in this podcast. The clips always do the best. Last, last week, by the way, can I just brag just real quick? Can I just brag before we start the voicemail? Last week, Better Late Than Never generated 300,000... Clip views on social media, 300,000. It was by far the most popular standalone podcast in the nation network in terms of clip views for the last seven days. So I'm very, very grateful that I see you guys sharing it. I see you guys talking about it. And I'm super grateful that this little weirdo thing that we do together every week is getting a little bit of traction. By comparison, to compare apples to apples, Oilers Nation Radio is another podcast that I've started in the network. That one much bigger than this one by the way, by by several factors. You know, much bigger podcast. That one generated 200,000 clip views. So I got to say thank you to all of you guys for sharing and also a big thank you to my boy Waz. Waz is the one responsible with making the clips. Waz puts them all out. Waz has full autonomy. When it comes to making clips for this podcast and he's crushing it. And I do see that he's got a voicemail that coming up a little bit later, but to kick off the voicemail this week, we are starting with Ari.
3: Dude. Why are we talking about Montreal's goalies right now? Like really? Come on, go higher, throw the future out the window, (laughs) get Carter Hart. Cause he's a bona fide, Ashley NHL starter.
2: I did talk about Carter Hart last week. Uh, Frank Cervelli offered some thoughts and some details. Just back it up, Ari. I don't know when that voicemail came in, but chances are you probably sent that in before listening to the last week's show. I don't have the date on this. I don't have the date. Next up.
3: I have a theory, Bag Milk. Go ahead. We as Oilers fans have been so stung by the Peter Chiarelli era that it clouded our judgment as to how bad of a GM Ken Holland really is.
2: Hmm. Hang on, let me think about that clouded our judgment. Hmm. Let's see where Ari goes with this.
3: So he's better than Shirely, right? Mm-hmm. But imagine what this team would look like with Vegas' or Colorado's management. The team would have been changed year after year after year after each playoffs. It would, it would have changed over the summer. It would have changed over the past two summers. It wouldn't have stayed the same like Ken Holland left it. And you know, and I think that you know, just because he left the team the same doesn't mean that we can expect the boys to, to do the same thing year after year after year and compete with the teams that are making changes and improving hmm. over the off season and the hmm. trade deadline. We can't we can't be satisfied with one to two trades a year or um, the poor drafting.
2: Yeah, I think like there's a couple layers there. Um, So one, I'm totally good with mortgaging the future if it makes your team better today. The Oilers are in their window right now. I know it doesn't feel like it given where they're at in the standings right now. They're still second last place in the Pacific Division. But this is a team that should be making a push. So I do agree with Ari. They didn't do enough this summer. I've been, if you listen to ONR, if you listen to Organization Nation Radio, we talked about the defense a lot on that podcast throughout the offseason and how they needed to upgrade the right side beyond what they have. And they didn't. It was the same group. It's still Bouchard, it's still CeCe, it's still Vinny DeHarnay. Now, CeCe, DeHarnay and Bouchard are all taking steps forward, I believe, in their respective disciplines. That's very important to consider there. Evan Bouchard, offensive guy. He needs to take more steps forward on the defensive side of his game, though he has been better over the last handful. Vinny D'Arnais has, you know, he's improved his puck skills a little bit. But still, I think on a really good team, Vinny's probably not in the lineup. So I agree with that. When it comes to Vegas, they do. They trade everybody all the time, and they are they make no apologies about it. They want to win, and they did last year. So it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue. Now, I do think that Ken Holland, another thing that in this conversation with Ken Holland is that some of the contracts that he did sign were very, very good. Zach Hyman crushing it. Go find Leafs fans who thought he would be this productive in year three of that contract. Nobody bought it. Two, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I know he um he annoys some people, but right now he's got he's got the points coming back. He's starting to liven up a little bit. 5.1 for Nugent, and all he does plays in all situations and produces the way he has and can. Great deal. Vander Kane, red hot right now. Great deal. Darnell Nurse, though, I think he's playing really, really good hockey. This isn't about how Darnell Nurse is playing on the ice. Contract's probably too much by $3 bucks. If you had an extra $3 million, tack it on to say, oh, I don't know, Cody CeCe's money, that would bring you to six two five. All of a sudden, the defenseman that you could get in that slot, very fucking good. So there's those kind of things that pile up on Ken Holland a little bit. There's those kind of things. He's always had a reputation of signing his veterans. Like, look at look at Detroit. They had some wild buyouts. They've got some wild contracts on the books. Those were all Ken Hollins before he left. So, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword, I suppose. Uh, I've got Vinny. Vinny, we learned that you're only a child last week. You are a young man. So I'm only calling you Vinny C now. Vinny C, what do you got to say? What's
1: up, BM? It's your boy, Vinny's
2: <laughs> What did I just say? Nickel in the swear jar for you, sir.
1: I have a bone to pick with you, though. All right. I, uh, first of all, I'm not Ben. You asked the last podcast. Not, not Ben. Vinny's cock. Nope. That's my legal name.
2: Vinny C. Vinny's cock. Nope. Vinny C.
1: We uh, did, and we were on the same podcast once, but I've just changed my name legally. So yeah. And by the way, fifteen is not that young. I remember <laughs> the decade of darkness very clearly. No, you don't. Nuge is my favorite player, by the way i'm just a bit mad with him right now so yeah so i do remember the decade of darkness so be free saying i don't know what that was like i know what it's like okay all right anyways goodbye
2: well vinny c what were you born in like 2008 or something yeah you were born in like 2008 I'm doing my math here <laughs> There's no way you remember the decade of darkness all that much. There's no way. (laughs) I do like you telling me off though. That is very funny.
3: You know, I think at the end of the day, it's just a hockey team. It's not that serious. (laughs) And I'm sure (laughs) that all of us have something that we, else we enjoy doing besides watching this team. And I suggest we all go ahead and do that. (laughs) I think we've been hurt way more than watching our team be bad.
2: Well, I don't When did that come in? Ari, (laughs) clearly before they just won three in a row. You'd have to imagine, right? Nick, you're up.
4: So big milk, with was down five, one to the hurricanes. The hurricanes are about to go on the power play. Hmm. So that means six, one hurricanes. Um, I don't really want to talk with this team. So I want to bring up last week on the voicemail. I left some dumbass voicemails. I'll admit it. This team is making me look, look dumb. <laughs> uh, my point was,
2: it makes us all look dumb. Nick, don't feel too bad about it.
4: There is no point. Like it just doesn't. My <laughs> voicemails didn't make any sense. But you did ask me. You're like Nick. Why are you sound so out of breath? And there's a good answer to that. I'm not out of shape. I don't have lung problems or anything. <laughs> I am normally a pretty slow talker. I like to take my time when I talk. To get all my points across in a 90 second voicemail, I have to talk really fast. Hmm. And when you're talking really fast, you make a lot of mistakes. So I usually listen to the voicemail and say, okay, that sounded dumb. Okay, that's not what I meant to say. <laughs> but I'm gonna say anyway. I usually re-record them like three, four times. Really? So why it sounds like I'm out of breath is because I'm talking really fast and I've done like three, four voicemails.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Don't do that. Do it like the voicemail, man. Send in the first take. First take. First takes only around here. That's what I'm into. Like, listen, man, think about this. I talk for an hour on this podcast completely by myself. Sometimes Satan's around, sometimes Quads is around. But for the most part, I just talk for a straight hour. One take, baby. One take, though I do have prep. I do have a full sheet of prep. Should I post that stuff? Will you guys be interested in what my prep looks like for this podcast? I'm happy to share that kind of stuff. You guys are, by the way, you're sharing your Spotify most listened to podcasts, and it just warms my heart to see, you know, Ari shared his that I'm in there. Uh, Owen, I think it was. I don't remember. There's a couple of people that shared it. I want to give you credit. I want to give you some love here. So just bear with me. Bear with me. I'm going to look through who's sharing my podcast. I'm going to give you all some love. This is all Instagram, by the way. So DC Jans 10, DC Jans 10. Uh, top four of his top five podcasts are all ON products. So we got Real Life number one, ON Radio number two, Better Late Than Ever number 3 ONE O&E with Tyler number four, and then This Little Light. Is that Flea? I don't know what that is. I don't know if I've heard that podcast. Uh, next up is Ari. Ari's favorite podcast is Solemn Monsters Sound Off. What is that? What is that podcast? They got a skull with headphones on. Up next, you got Better Late Than Numbers, number two. Thank you, Ari On Radio, is number three, and then Thirty Two Thoughts is number four. Love that. Uh, Selling Yeg. Top podcast they listen to is Crash and Mars, and then pardon my take, Thirty Two Thoughts, and then Real Life is right there. Better Late Than Numbers not in there, but uh, shout out to Real Life. I'm on that one too. And then it goes to what is this? Oh, yeah, it goes to a stupid thing we made. Is there more balconies or basements in Canada, do you figure? I think it's balconies by far. Just thinking about how many apartment buildings there are in big cities, like whether you're here in Edmonton, not necessarily a big city, but it is a city. Balconies everywhere, downtown. Vancouver, balconies everywhere. Toronto, balconies everywhere. Calgary, balconies everywhere. It's not even a really hard debate, in my opinion. You know? Kyle, the embalmer, you're up.
0: Hey, BM. Um, I was... Really hoping I'd get this in last week's episode, but I didn't record early enough. Um, you probably already talked about it last week, but I want to talk about the peel spec drama on Twitter. Which, I'm going to be honest, you'll probably disagree with me, but I, I think it's awesome.
2: Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. I did, uh, Satan did, we, we Satan and I split the parts of the back and forth exchange. I, I mean, like my problem that I had with it, you know what? You just Um, go. um, Specs,
0: a trash reporter (laughs) who gets called out and it happens. And I don't think there's any expectation that when you enter someone's DMS, that it's going to be a secret. I think that you post anything on social media, you can expect that at some point it could come out regardless of the platform. Um, But I mean, that's, I mean.
2: Excuse me while I go delete all my DMs, if that's the case.
0: Beck's a terrible reporter. How many games can you go in and talk to McDavid and just ask him in different ways? Hey, Connor, you lost this game. Wouldn't you have rather won? Oh, hey, Connor, they scored more goals than you did. Wouldn't you have rather won? Oh, hey, Connor, you guys lost again. Wouldn't you have rather won? What kind of fucking reportering is that? It's terrible. So fuck that guy. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so yeah the only thing i said is you can not like spec all you want like really doesn't bother me at all one thing i would say is that tim Peel's not without his own issues again what i talked about last week was frank Saravalli dunking on him hard dunking on him where he says hey man and i'm paraphrasing here he goes hey man you've been hammered or have you been yelling at any kids in a dressing room lately or are you drunk and tweeting again <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny just like everybody else did.
4: So, baked Milk, the Oilers lost to the Florida Panthers. Not the Florida Panthers. Holy shit. They lost to the Carolina Hurricanes. They did. Um At least they showed a bit of fight in that Six-three, one. 3 I believe. They it. tried to claw back. They-
2: so, actually, yeah. So, the third period of that game, if you, if you need to go flashback a week, um, third period of that game, the Oilers played really, really good. Problem is, when you're down by, oh, I don't know, Four goals. It's tough to come back. But that third period led into Friday, into Sunday, into Tuesday. So that third period seems to have kind of triggered some stuff. But um, we'll see how long it lasts, ultimately. Didn't
4: get any puck luck. Nope. Which, you know, surprise, surprise. Um, It took the team a whole 15 minutes. For my take on Woodcroft messing up the defensive system and messing up everyone's confidence to look like shit.
2: <laughs> Call back to last episode. Nick was blaming Woody for the defensive structure, and in that game against the Carolina Hurricanes, they just look like a complete dumpster fire. Very, very funny timing.
4: I still think the defense is fucking awful, don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's any system. I just think it's... I don't fucking know. Because Carolina in that first period was snapping the puck around like they were on the fucking power play. They were, yeah. 100%. And they were even in strength. Um, so the vibes are really, really, really fucking low with this team. <laughs> so I want to bring in a special guest and hear how he feels about the Oilers. Okay. Welcome, Christopher Keith Chalmers.
2: Constant. And I was like, what? the fuck is going on in my stomach my locker was going up and down (laughs) driving me crazy made me feel horrible mentally they built that
4: i agree chalmers the oilers do make me feel horrible mentally
2: hang on i got a question so obviously that's a clip from real life but how long were you sitting on that specific clip for a voicemail how did that work nick what is the uh producing for that voicemail look like from your end here I'm thinking about, that's a very specific quote from Chalmers that you pulled out for a voicemail on Better Late Than Never. I don't even know when he said that. I'm on that podcast. Couldn't tell you. You can hear me laughing in the background of the clip. I find Chalmers to be very hilarious. Ari, your thoughts?
3: I was watching Oilers Nation every day and I kept wondering, like, why do you guys keep calling it the thinning cat YouTube chat? Is it like some sort of inside joke with the cat food and Tyler or something like that? And then I realized... <laughs> Oh shit, it's a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be the only one who, who thought it was thinning instead of with an F. Uh, Not a natural cat.
2: Finning cat. Like cat like uh you know. Fucking bulldozers and shit. You know? They sell bulldozers. Cat. Finning cat. You know? Go check out dozers cat dozers interesting name but yeah that is why the oilers nation every day youtube chat is called the finning cat youtube chat because it is a sponsored chat by our friends at finning there you go ari putting things together Ooh, i see mike is in here with a couple of voicemails is this is going to be a bumper for me mr sexy voice should i just hit this record button and start talking okay i will skip. Was that there's no way that's what you planned? There's no way. Well, let's try this one.
0: Ha <laughs> ha, whoopsie daisy. Looks like I uh, hit the wrong button there for a minute. Mm. Anyways, uh, all these youngins talking about trading Leon Drysaddle gotta give their head a shake. In my day, we didn't like the Germans, but it's not that time no more. <laughs> So, uh, just lay off
2: a little bit, you know? Show the boys some love. Thanks. Uh-huh. You know, Pepper's Farm remembers. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that people got impressions that go on on this podcast. That makes me happy. We're all in this together. I just get buttons where I got to push it, and then I got to say, I get a sound fun. You guys don't get that, so you're making up your own? Unless I use this one, in which I really, really hate it.
1: I am a large robot.
4: I do not like the sound of this filter, but here I am as a
1: large robot. Anyway. Good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon. You're listening to the donkey. Just book tickets to see the Pet Shop Boys in Belfast. <laughs> oh.
2: Good afternoon, sexy boys and girls. <laughs> I didn't know the Pet Shop Boys were on tour. You know? The Pet Shop Boys, I think about them sometimes, and it's not for the reason you probably think. The Pet Shop Boys have a song called West End Girls, right? Donkey Volley's listening to this. I'm expecting a voicemail with West End Girls coming from him. Now, that song is a great song on its own. But when Guar covers it, do you know who Guar is? If you don't know who Guar is, I'm going to stop here. I'm just going to give you 15 seconds. Go. Google Guar, Come right back. Have you Googled? You got your phone out? It's taking so long. Are you a slow typer? Guar, G-W-A-R. Anyway, they have a cover of West End Girls. I absolutely love it. I listened to it probably... I don't even know. I couldn't tell you. At least a couple times a month. It's just a fucking great cover. And they put their own little spin on it. Hilarious.
4: So, Big Milk, I saw a couple ads on my Instagram and on my TikTok mm-hmm. that I feel the need to leave a voicemail, though. Sure. First of all, I just saw an ad that the FIA Big Air World Cup presented by Toyota is coming back to Commonwealth Stadium.
2: Don't tease me. You know the memories I have. You're triggering me, Nick.
4: Sometime in December. So my question is, is your truck taking you to make up for him bailing on your date for his family Christmas, which was 20 days before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then secondly, uh, I haven't seen it on TV yet, but I've seen it on TikTok and I've heard it on the radio. That Rogers Wrapped and Red event is back, but it's a whole new commercial. And I got to say, it is significantly less annoying. I mean, <laughs> come on, I'm the honorary, barely you... than never Rogers Wrapped and Red event enthusiast.
2: Don't you dare do it.
4: And it is, there's no show tunes to annoy you. It's just, I think it's a lot more simple of a commercial. Don't you dare do it. Now, I'm sure if they play it every fucking commercial break four times, it'll get annoying. But it's not inherently as annoying as the Rogers wrapped red event from last year. There's no, the Rogers wrapped in red event, nothing like that. So the new Rogers wrapped in red event gets a thumbs up and your Ramchuk taking you to the FIA Bigger World Cup to make up for last year. Also gets a thumbs up if he doesn't. Fuck you,
2: you Ramchuk. You still have a hot wife. Oh, some love for Amber in there. They're not married, though. Not yet. I mean, we always say he's married. So now, as you're doing that, Nick, as you were just talking to me, I just tweeted at Tyler. I said, hey, Tyler, you Ramchuk, with a link to the FIS snowboard <laughs> Snowboard Big Air World Cup. Let's see what he says back. I'll check back in on that as we continue through the voicemail to see if Tyler wants to play along. Shout out to Tyler and apparently shout out to Amber.
1: You're listening to better relate
2: than ever.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> hmm. Well, that was a, that was aggressive. Donkey volley sounded like you were lifting your house.
3: So as much as the Oilers are getting back to normal and, you know, Connor and Leon are getting back to normal, putting up points and stuff, I want to show some love to Evander Kane. Sure. You know, this guy's a stud, like me. I go to the gym, I pull women. This guy does the same, too. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I think he's been really consistent lately, and, like, you know, I think we really needed that. As much as, you know, the entire team sucked for a good portion of the year, Mm -hmm. I think he's been probably one of the most consistent Oilers the entire time.
2: (laughs) I'm a stud. I go to the gym. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. In his last eight games, Evander Kane has four, five, six, seven, eight goals. Doesn't get any more consistent than that, friends. Eight goals in his last eight games. That was a hat trick a included in there, of course, versus Seattle. Comeback win. It was a fucking beauty. Scored last night, stepping in for Zach Hyman on the power play. Evander Kane has been rock solid, rock solid, Kyle the Embalmer, you're up next as we're working through the voicemail.
0: Oh, hey, BM. Oh, hey. So, just wanted to talk about the what? Hey, hey Corey, what are you doing here? Oh, you want to leave a message? Oh, okay. Well, here, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. no. Oh, no. Bedard's mom has got it going on. (laughs) She's all I want and I've waited for so long. Connor, can't you see you're the stepson for me? I know it might
2: be wrong, but I'm in love with Bedard's mom. We at Better Late Than Never do not subscribe to Kyle the Embalmer's voicemails or the messages therein. I... Read the story from Frank Saravalli over at dailyfaceoff.com earlier in the news. And we do not subscribe to Kyle's songs or his covers or his uh, hatred of Evan Bouchard. Right? Good. <laughs> All right.
3: So for my university level English class, hmm. we have an assignment where we have to find an article, an editorial, something like that, and answer some questions on it. Sure. So you want to know what article
2: I chose? Please.
3: <laughs> I chose three key things. Death, taxes, and the oil is breaking your heart. Fucking I chose right. your article, BM.
2: Fucking right. Um, listen. Listen, I'm excited. If there's ever anybody who's going to take my article and use it for a university class, this is the time to do it. Shout out to you, Ari. Shout out to you. You know? I'm not just here to inform. I'm here to educate.
3: So I have to, like, say, I have to find one or two things that summarize your points. I have to f- say why I think it's good. Two sentences that are beautiful, interesting, or impressive. The style, <laughs> and I have to evaluate it. Okay. So I'll let you know what mark I get.
2: <laughs> yeah, let me know how it goes. I'd love to know if you need me to write an unlicensed doctor's note to your university professor. Just slide on into me DMs, Ari. You know how to get a hold of me. Last voicemail for the uh, Franks. Face recovery, because he's got no teeth, voicemail. Waz, my boy, what do you got to say?
0: Bag milk. I know who the Oilers should bring in to solve a couple issues. Bring in a little bit of grit. Coveted free agent, Gail Lewis. What do you think? Have you seen her highlights from her time at Walmart? 10-year grizzled veteran. Not sure if she can play defense or goalie. She'd probably do it all, to be honest. It's Gail Lewis. I mean, did you see her in her prime? So I think the Oilers should consider uh, making uh, Gail Lewis. Give, give her a call. That's all.
2: If you don't know what the fuck Waz is talking about, and I fully understand if you don't, Gail Lewis went viral on TikTok for the way she quit her job at Walmart you know? So how did Gail Lewis go viral? Lewis posted, a, a you know, a TikTok video giving a sign off from her last shift at her job, where she goes, end of an era. The video had about 25 million views or so, um, something like that. But worked at Walmart for 10 years and really, really took off the video. So it goes, attention Walmart, I'm Gail Lewis. I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, I've been, you know, 10 years working here. um, Good night. Signing out. Something like that. If you've ever seen a video like that where a dog, a canine, retires from the police force, it was kind of like that. Was I had to do a longer explanation than your voicemail? Was Was I'm going to teach you here. I'm going to teach you here publicly. If you're going to bring up a name like Gail Lewis, you got to give a little context for the listeners. Because they don't know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about because I study you. Like a zoo animal. I like to watch you. I like to keep my finger on the pulse of all things Waz. So I knew what you were getting at. But you're out of your mind, Waz. You know I love you, but you're out of your mind. Breaking news. Tyler Uremchuk has liked my tweet where I tweeted at him, the FIS Snowboard Big Air World Cup is coming back to Edmonton. No acknowledgments from Tyler other than a like on the tweet. I think that means we're not going. I think that means we're not going to be making it again. Dare to dream. One day, one day I will convince Tyler Uremchuk to hang out with me outside of the office. Outside of a work event, he did go to Philadelphia to go spend uh, American Thanksgiving with Frank Saravalli. I can't even get him to go to an event in our city. So, see who he likes more, I guess. It's not me. It's not me.